0: Part 2 of session 62. Here we're going to investigate the Orion Empire. Let's begin. In the last video, we got into the conversation about Orion because this session is almost exclusively a dialogue between Don and Ra about the psychic attack that they were receiving from the fifth density negative entity that was just trying to disrupt the channeling of the Law of One, the raw material, or the raw contact, actually and we explored the very disturbing fact that they were trying to kill Carla in this session with some renal manipulation in time-space, which is its own topic. I covered that in the last video, but that led into the conversation of the Orion Empire, or the Orion Group, as it's called in the raw context. Sometimes they say Orion Empire. And we by now know that these are the negatives, the one big corporation, the government of the, this section of the galaxy, let's put it that way. And so I love to get into these topics because we have just like we have the light that we can see in the raw material and how we can grow spiritually and all that information about evolution of the soul we also have the shadow of it. And that would be the negative evolution and how that works. And most importantly, how that actually applies to us or helps us in our growth. How is that complementary? Because we seem to have a lot of conflict between what we deem correct, what we believe is right, and what we think is the positive path or the path path of truth. And we enter into a conflict, which is very natural to happen in third to fourth density, because we're not wise enough. But without getting ahead of myself, um, that's what we're going to get into. And the last question was about, um, I believe it was Don asking how they would harvest the population on Earth for them to also polarize uh, negatively. So. If you want to recap of that is simply that they need as many followers as possible so they can also have a greater corporation, let's call it a greater group. And you can see that how it transcends the local community to the region, to the country, to the world, to even more and more. And the higher the density, of course, the more they want to dominate. So it goes hierarchically. So that's basically the last question that got the conversation directed towards the Orion Group. Speaking of Orion Group, I haven't spoken about a very positive being, which is Colby, the brother who allows me to use his music. Phenomenal music that he always listen in the background when I'm doing most of my videos, actually. The Law of One, um, specifically, and even other videos that I create. So you can see that this music that you're listening to uh, in the background is about Orion, the gates of Orion. And that's because Colby actually is a student of the Law of One. So, first of all, thank you, brother, if you're listening. I appreciate you always with your arts and the music you make. And you, as a listener, go check his stuff. He's got stuff for free. You can go and listen to his music. I personally like to listen to it for um, just... Simply background, it's an ambience music, it's just phenomenal. So in any case, links always in every one of my videos in the description to go check out Colby's Dream State Logic uh, content. And of course, it's phenomenal music. So with that introduction, I can go straight into the first question I have, which is what we left over for this part. That would be section uh, question 16. Where Don says, are there other groups of those who are on the service to self path joined with those from the Orion constellation? For instance, those of the Southern Cross, are they presently working for the same type of harvest with respect to Earth? Ross says, these you mention of Southern Cross are members of the Orion group. It is not, shall we say, according to understood wording, that a group from various galaxies should be named by one. However, those planetary social memory complexes of the so-called Orion constellation have the upper hand and thus rule the other members. You must recall that in negative thinking there is always the pecking order, shall we say, and the power against power in separation. So we're entering the philosophy of the negatives, how they evolve consciously, how they evolve through the densities of consciousness and. The question that Don asked was basically if those of the Southern Cross. I believe it's Orion constellation, Southern Cross constellation, which very crudely you can see in the back. <laughs> and there's another one that they don't mention here in the session, but is Cassiopeia, which is also considered of a negative source by Ra, and so uh don wanted to know if they were also working here for the harvest just like in the previous question that i just summarized briefly at the beginning of the video on getting more members for their own corporation i like to call it a corporation because we can see the analog here on earth and i will cover that i'll probably extend myself there because ah i just love how things are reflected here on earth just such a beautiful planet to see everything at work. So, uh, Ross says that they're not of a, of a specific word or name, but because of those who are of the social memory complexes in the Orion constellation are at the highest level of this corporation. They're like the CEOs or beyond. They may even be the elite if you want to use the the uh, analogy of our planet here in our society, um, they may be the elite behind the front that we call CEOs, governments, and so on. So, um, that's basically what they say. They remind us that it is, um, it is a hierarchical structure, a pecking order, and that means you know, there are higher and higher uh, ranks and one dominates the other or manipulates the other or controls the other that's how they work and again we can see the analogy here with corporations and uh, institutions and religions and so on all of these obviously enter um, the um, the structure of having somebody at the top, telling others what to do and preserving and selecting and choosing what can and cannot be said or be done. So this is the basis for the negatives. And that's it. We have to keep that in mind. They say, and the power against power in separation. It's always power against power, of course. There is who dominates who. So how is this accomplished in higher densities? I don't know. Um, I only know that the more they control, then the more, of course, they um, they rule. But I don't know how this is enforced. This goes beyond my imagination at this point in time, space. So, without adding more fluff to this, I will go into question 17, where Don says, by creating as large a harvest as possible of negatively oriented entities from Earth then the social memory complex of the Orion group gains in strength. Am I correct in assuming this strength, then, is in the total strength of the complex, the pecking order remaining approximately the same, and those at the top gaining in strength with respect to the total strength of the social memory complex? Is this correct? Ra says this is correct to the stronger go the greater shares of polarity. Yes, to the strongest goes the biggest share. You know, the the bounty goes to, of course, the one on top. Um, I don't think we need to explain much here. This is pretty self-explanatory in the sense that uh, Don's statement is that the pecking order remains the same, but the more the harvest, it just increases. Um, in in proportion, depending on who is on top. Well, we can see this, of course, with our beautiful example of a corporation. Who earns the most money? Um, I remember going through the recession of 2008 in the company that I used to work in, and you know the the people who did the majority of the work, including um, the uh, the managers especially the managers and others, they were given basically nothing. Whereas during the recession, the CEOs actually got bonuses. I'm talking about millions of dollars in bonuses. Whereas, you know, we got, I remember, (laughs) um, this is all passed down, of course. This is not inherently HR, but hey, you know, when you are the messenger of this, you are, Accepting with your own choice to become the herald of this information, you know we were just told, be happy that you have a job because a lot of people don't have jobs. So, you know it's a it's regardless of what's going on, you know it's what's in it for me. And of course, you know goes down it goes down the line. But you can see that the CEO got millions of dollars, and then the ones at the bottom got uh, less and lesser amounts. So. It's just how it rolls. This is the mentality. This is the negative philosophy at play in our planet. Um, I can bring this to the Vatican. I can bring this to Scientology. I can bring this to whatever your uh, your community administration in where you live. There's always this. There's always the higher beneficial beneficiary. So no matter what is collected, the ones at the top get the stronger Uh, or the greater shares in this case of polarity because we're talking about consciousness there's no longer a care for money or anything this is why I emphatically say that we you know they say um, follow the money but the money leads you to a certain point that's the, the the dead end for those who follow the money after the money is followed you are. You're left blind, you have no, nobody else to seek and see, because money, to a certain point, stops... I mean, if you dominate everything on Earth, why would you care about money? You dominate money already. So it goes beyond that, and it's really how much domination you can have. This is why we have seen in the course of history, and I think it's a beautiful display of how this philosophy works, there was a need for dominating people physically because that was the beginnings, the primitive ways of dominating people. So we had um, governments, we had monarchies and so on. It went and evolving. I'll explore this a little bit more as we go through this last part of the session. But you can see that eventually money became the way to dominate people. It's always a way to dominate people for, uh, for their fears and their lacks. And so, you uh, you coerce them into doing what you what you want. So, it, it evolves over time. But money stopped being important. And now, it's information. That's where we are right now. We are in the era of information. So, whoever dominates the information, well, dominates people even more. Anyhow, more to cover. Question 18, Don says, then, what do the ones at the top of the pecking order of the Orion group? Well, let me first ask this. Are we talking about the 4th density group now? Ra says, there are 4th and a few 5th density members of Orion group. Don says, then, is the top of the pecking order 5th density? Ra says, this is correct. And before I go on to the next question, which I believe it's a, it's a little bit long and really important one. Let me just say this for clarification, because the raw material can be confusing, especially because Ra has made some mistakes or I know, I know there are no mistakes. Ra. I'm sorry. <laughs> However, you did make mistakes in the language of humans. And that's because in the past in session seven, I think it's question 15. I recently looked it up just to just to be sharp for this video. <laughs> um, there is mentioned in session 7 that there are an equal amount of members of the Orion Confederation in fourth and in fifth density. However, in session 48 and here they do mention that there are few. I think they mention it here. Maybe they don't mention it here. In any case, it makes more sense and I've covered this in its respective video session 48 i think it is it makes sense that there are more orion confederation members in fourth density because in in fifth density you can choose to work with what you have into polarizing even not even polarizing but doing work in consciousness that allows you to become more wise with the knowledge that you already have the understanding this of course allows you to manipulate for density But, uh, you don't have to be part of the Orion Empire, let's call it. So, what happens is that uh, the Orion Group is a lot more in 4th Density. But, this is open to discussion because Rod did say that there was an equal amount or a similar amount between 4th and 5th Density members of Orion Group. Why am I mentioning this? Just for completion, just to be a little bit more exhaustive. In the whole um, structure or hierarchies or groups, amounts, uh, what have you. And they do mention here if they were fifth density, uh, what did Don say? He said um, the top, yes. If they're talking about four density group now, that would be the Orion group. And Ross says. Uh, there are fourth and a few, a few fifth density. So they do mention it here. I'm going all over the place. They do say a few fifth density members of the Orion group. So this is in contrast with session seven, and that's why I wanted to mention it. Also in session 48, they did say that there are few um, entities, members of the Orion group. So it can be interpreted both way. I think in session 48, I, I said that it made sense that it was more, but I could have said the other way I don't know Um, there is then on top of the fifth density yes that's the top of the pecking order so fifth density are the ones who are in charge of the Orion group now I can go into the juicy question question 20 where Don says what is the objective what is the shall we say the leader the one at the very top of the pecking order in fifth density Orion have as an objective. I would like to understand his philosophy with respect to his objectives and plans for what we might call the future, or his future. Ra says, this thinking will not be so strange to you. Therefore, we may speak through the densities as your planet has some negatively oriented action in sway at this space-time nexus. The early fifth density negative entity, if oriented towards maintaining cohesion as a social memory complex, may in its free will determine that the path to wisdom lies in the manipulation and inexquisite propriety of all other selves. It then by virtue of its abilities in wisdom is able to be the leader of four density beings which are upon the road to wisdom by exploring the dimensions of love of self and understanding of self. These fifth density entities see the creation as that which shall be put in order. Order. There there must be order. Uh, Law and order. Hmm. How does that sound? That rings so true to our planet. And Ra does say so. I love how they use, you know, uh, our own language to describe. It's not even. It's just. It's the pure reflection of negativity in our planet that is so easy to use. It seems like it's easier to talk about negativity than about positivity, because positivity is shrouded in mysticism and shrouded in so many distortions, but negativity, it stands out. And this is why it is being revealed so much now with the changing of the era of the new age, the new age, not spiritually, but the new era, the new Yuga that we're entering, the great year, Uh, the new um, era, as the Mayans call it. (laughs) So, Ra says, this thinking will not be so strange to you because, yes, at this time in the planet, we have a very negative-oriented philosophy and structure, I would say, though we don't have a negative population. We just have a very indifferent population, which is probably more stressing than a negative one. At least a negative one would say, Alright, this is it. Roll negative. Roll a big corporation here. You fight for the biggest share. You know, it's it's all about me. It's all about the self. So and you know, the individual self, I mean. So no, we don't. We just have a bunch of indifferent people. Billions, billions of indifferent people and have no um No interest. And I mean, I'm speaking because, from experience, I've known this. I used to be very indifferent to all of this. But awakening is happening, and so it's inevitable. Anyhow, Ross says, the early fifth density negative entity, if oriented towards maintaining cohesion as a social memory complex, may in his free will determine that the path of wisdom lies in the manipulation in exquisite propriety of all other selves. This is the fifth density negative. Don is asking specifically, what is it that the the one at the top, the CEO of the Orion group wants to achieve? Well, we know they want polarization. They're doing work in consciousness. So they want to polarize more by working consciousness and that working consciousness is manipulating even those of four density negative. That's what they're trying to do. They cannot manipulate 4-density positive, because those of 4-density positive are without Veil, have polarized positively, and they are already just learning the lessons of love and understanding. So they cannot manipulate them. It's not possible, at least from my understanding. Um, It is possible, however, that 4-density negatives are 20%, says Ra, 20% of them on average, I suppose. Are reveal the path of truth. And so they switch polarities into positive and they are welcomed by the positive entities. By us. What else would we do? You know, as positive entities, would we condemn them? No. Of course not. That is negative uh, negative judgment, which really is just a wheel. So, um, Ra goes on to explain that by virtue of wisdom, in essence, they become the leader of of four density negatives, which are in their lessons of love of self. This is another key point for those students of the Law of One and don't understand the negative entities being in four density. The density of love and understanding. Well, they're loving and understanding themselves. It is called a density or rather a path of illusion, a path of deceit, a path of deception, of lies, of falsehood, only because you are feeding an illusory self. Just like in third density, we believe we have an ego or we are an ego and we feed it. Thus, we create the illusion of the self, of the separate self. In the same way, fourth density and fifth density continue to feed this self, this one self that seems to appear. So it projects itself as a separate being of the universe and it tries to maintain that identity. And so what is the positive path? Liberating yourself from any identity, whether it be here in third density, in fourth density or in fifth density, you still have remnants of this identity. And so this is why at a certain density, the gender is no longer really a thing. In third density, it is, contrary to what a lot of people might think. Um, yes, we might consider ourselves to be uh, different to what we are, and that is perfectly fine. There is actually a metaphysical reality behind this uh, identity of how you feel, but biologically, you are that. And, you know, this is, I think, what. It should be added to what anybody is, you know, just accept who you are, accept what you are. You are not the shell, so you, you shouldn't be that protective of it or uh, too inclined towards uh, one identity or the other. It doesn't matter what you are. We're 50-50. We're male-female, and I think that's the greater balance. Um, whatever, you know, identity we may have sexually or biologically, <clears throat> But anyhow, I'm going too much on the social uh, perceptions of our life. Let's go on with this answer. And Ra says, dealing with a plane such as this third density at this harvesting, it will see the mechanism of the call more clearly and have much less distortion towards plunder or manipulation by thoughts which are given to the negatively oriented entities. Although in allowing this to occur and sending less wise entities to do this work, any successes redound to the leaders." So this is still the work of the fifth density negative entity as it works on the harvest, this process. When Ross says dealing with a plane such as this, third density at this harvesting, meaning this time of the cycle which we're ending and we're going through harvest and the graduation of four density uh, negative entities it is less inclined towards the plunder or manipulation by thought which is really the work of four density and um, they are more interested in the work that they can do with their highest capacity of wisdom to snuff out the light to create the greatest darkness they can possibly create. As opposed to just the grunt work that is being given to four density negatives, which is manipulation by thought, aggrandizing of the ego, and of course, um, the plunder, which is really to enjoy and reap the benefits of depolarizing people. Positive people, of course, which is really The biggest harvest that they are having right now on Earth, it's actually both ways, I think, from 4th and 5th density, but you can see the vast majority of people being indifferent to all of this is, it's really that, it's the energy. When people talk about the 4th density entities, the negative entities, feeding from this energy, meaning when in popular culture they call, they are vampiric entities, they are... Uh, feeding of your own energy. This is exactly what it is. People who are not aware of their true potential and are allowing themselves to be drained by their own fears and their own um, sense of guilt and shame and all of the negative uh, anger and so on. So people who are allowing themselves to be more, uh, more and more drained from their energy by these leaks that we all have then yeah they they are greatly um, helping the negatives. so even in this way and i know from a from a human perspective it doesn't sound very nice to say what i'm going to say but even from this but you you will be able able to understand even from this work or lack of work there is still a greater service, or a service to the One Creator. Because are in the negatives the One Creator as well? Of course they are. So even those who are being drained right now, here, are doing great service. Not to even mention the greatest service which they're doing, that they're positive beings radiating this love. You can see them everywhere. You can see confused people who are just loving beings, who are just beautiful entities. And when you pay attention, when you listen to people, uh, you can see their plight and you can see their drama and inside there's just this beautiful core of love and light. But they are uh, still distracted by the illusion. However, they serve both ways. They serve passively and actively. Passively the positively and negatively or uh, actively the negatives, if you can understand that. so. Regardless, all of this, um, it always helps the the ones at the top, is what Ra is saying here. Everything that has been allowed and done. So the last part of this answer is Ra saying, the fifth density sees the difficulties posed by the light and in this way directs entities of this vibration to the seeking of targets of opportunity, such as this one. If fourth density temptations, shall we say, towards distortion of ego, etc., are not successful, the fifth density entity, then thinks in terms of the removal of light. So this really solidifies my explanation of how the fifth density works or the fifth density negative entity. Just so much to say, so many words. Uh, how the negatives in fifth density work by, uh, one, sending its lackeys, its, um, its military personnel to do the the work of the ego, aggrandizing of the ego um, by giving temptations of the negative and allowing people to say, "Hmm, I think I'm going down this path of of money and wealth just for the sake of having more. And I'm going to um, manipulate other people. I'm going to have I'm going to use my passion to manipulate others, or control others, or have my own organization. We'll talk about this more as the video goes on, but this is what the fifth density does, and if they're not successful with their uh, personnel to do this work, then they go on themselves to snuff out the light, or what Ra says, the removal of light. That is literally just killing the entity as they try to do with Carla. Uh, of course, you have to have your weaknesses for that. And this is not to create fear, because fear would actually be the weakness for this. So, you see, fear... If you are still in the range of fear, which most of us have some, uh, some degree of it, but some people have more than others, then that's your chink in the armor, and you should probably attend to that individually. Now it's important to mention because I know this will probably generate some um, unwarranted fear on people. is just to remind you that this this specific attack that the um, the negative entity was trying to do in Carla was one because she was in a very, very vulnerable state, which is the trend state, in the way she would get for to allow the raw contact. Um, all of this was necessary for Ra to communicate. They couldn't communicate with somebody being conscious. Then there is the amount of information, the, the amount of light, the intensity of the light, that was the channeling of Ra. So these two things play factors into play important factors or were important factors in um, creating the vulnerability for Carla to be literally killed. So this definitely doesn't apply to us just by sleeping or being distracted with something. Um, It is not necessary, of course, to try to channel Ra. People who are involved in channeling have some sort of vulnerability, and hey, like Ra says in this session, and I'm getting ahead of myself, they are targeted. They're targeted with four-density manipulation. So in any case, This is what they do. This also sounds true with our governments, because our governments try to eliminate those who are trying to, um, you know, just spread love and peace and comprehension and unity and all of that. You know, um, ask John Lennon, (laughs) Um, and there are different ways in which they do it. Of course, they don't do it as they killed Lennon in the past. or JFK, for that matter, um, they do it in. They have become a little bit more wise. You can see how they have evolved. But let me not get into that because I'll mention some of this in in the rest of what I'm going to thought about here or reflect with you. So, where are we at? Question 21. So, question 21. Don says, when the Orion entity who waits us, seeking the opportunity to attack, is with us here, can you describe his method of coming here, what he looks like, and how he waits? I know that this isn't too important, but it might give me a little insight into what we are talking about. Ra says, fifth density entities are very light beings, although they do have the type of physical vehicle which you understand. Fifth-density entities are very fair to look upon in your standard of beauty. The thought is what is sent, for a fifth-density entity is likely to have mastered this technique or discipline. There is little or no means of perceiving such an entity, for unlike fourth-density negative entities, the fifth-density entity walks with light feet. So, there's more to this answer, but I want to make a stop here. And comment on first, how do they look? How do they do their work? Um, How do. Don wants to know. How do I know they're here? And, you know, how do they prepare for this? Zoro says that um, they do have a physical body, but you see, the vibration of fifth density is lighter in the sense of. Just like we can perceive a certain spectrum of light here on Earth, not only with our eye, but with our um, instruments of measurement, we cannot see the whole spectrum of light. We cannot see the whole vibration of light, light metaphysically. This is where it goes metaphysical, beyond physics. That's what metaphysical means, beyond physics, which if we have an infinite universe, well, chances are we have something beyond what we can perceive. Um, just like for thousands of years we could only talk about light as perceivable by the eye and then we discovered that there is more to light but we haven't discovered the whole thing and i don't think we can not with our third density limitations so um fifth density is higher than four density for density we cannot see so imagine fifth density even more uh, invisible if that's even a possibility uh, or if it makes any sense. So, but they do have a physical vehicle that we understand and that's because they do maintain a certain shape or form of what they were. I guess in thought form, so they can project themselves. That makes sense. Fifth density entities are very fair to look upon in your standard of beauty. Of course, they're made out of light. They are the one infinite creator. It's how they use that vehicle that really Distinguishes them from others, so they say the thought is what is sent. Why? This is not just a regular thought, like you know telepathy, but the thought in the sense of the thought has power. I mean, the thought is really everything that exists. The universe is one thought. So you can imagine what the um, the the ramifications of thought in this context actually represents. You see, thought has the capacity of shaping light. Light is everything that is the creation. The creation is light. So when they send their thoughts to Carla to manipulate or dismantle what Pachita had done on her in her kidneys, then you can see how the power of thought has the capacity of doing and undoing things. Constructing, building, or deconstructing, destroying. Um, Yes, so they have mastered this technique or discipline. and That is what, the discipline of thought? We all think, right? So no, we're talking about exactly what I just explained. The capacity to do work on light by thought. That is the fifth density and entity. Now you may be asking, why don't they destroy people right away? Well, that would be a great depolarization because that's an infringement upon free will and they would incur into they don't want to lose their polarity. They are very, very afraid of losing their polarity. So uh, the universe, the universe balances itself by its own mechanisms. So. They say there is little or no means of perceiving such an entity, of course, for unlike four-density negative entities, the fifth-density entity walks with light feet. Um, I interpret this based on what we have studied already, in terms of how they move, because we're talking about movement and manifestation, that the fifth-density, you see the four-density negative entity, at least, because they say unlike four-density negative entities, they haven't mastered I feel like there is a sort of handicap to four density negatives in the way they can can exist in four density because they still need means of transportation and so they are not as efficient in using their thoughts for creating their own or projecting themselves, this astral projection that we know on planet earth, something similar. You see, so whereas the positive entities are polarizing so so much in four density and i would think they go through uh, four density faster than four density negative uh, entities that they uh, they can they don't master it but they can use four density positive entities can use thought as projection just not as efficient of course as in fifth density however the fifth density negative entity here can use this thought and they can move that's what Ron says walks with light feet unlike the four density negative entities that require some sort of transportation as the slingshot effect that Don was asking before and they do use this very little do they use the thought so um, so much that I can cover here but we talk about but Let's go on. Ross says, This instrument was aware of extreme coldness in the past diurnal cycle and spent much more time than your normal attitudes would imagine to be appropriate in what seemed to each of you an extremely warm climate. This was not perceived by the instrument, but the drop in subjective temperature is a sign or of presence of a negative or non-positive or draining entity. This instrument did mention a feeling of discomfort, but was nourished by this group and was able to dismiss it. Had it not been for a random mishap, all would have been well. For you have learned to live in love and light and not, and do not neglect to remember the one infinite creator. So now they're referring to the presence. How you How do you feel the presence of a negative entity? Well, the drop in temperature, subjective, It's not like in the White Walkers of Game of Thrones where the actual physical uh, temperature would drop and their presence could be felt. But something similar, and it's about subjective temperature. Now, if you tie in what they said in the last part that um, they are draining entities in this one paragraph, um, you can see that what they're draining is your own energy their presence is just, um, not even by action, but by passively being there, they uh, they are cold, you know, and they feel, not they, we feel, this suction, this draining of, of energy. And so, uh, this was, they say that Carla had, basically in one of those days where it was hot, she was feeling cold and very um, uncommon for for the climate, of course. It was weird that she was feeling cold. I think we've all had this. Um, does that mean that we've been visited by a fifth density negative entity? I don't know. But this is what they're saying. It's a sign of their presence when there is a subjective temperature drop. And they say it's a negative or non-positive or draining entity. I think the key phrase here is draining entity. By their, you see, a negative entity is concerned with taking from everybody else, taking from anything in the universe. It wants to aggrandize itself to the fullest that it may uh, achieve, and that is a draining entity. It drains you, it doesn't drain itself. It's very, um, very demanding. It really is like a like a black hole. It doesn't have enough. Then they said that um, while she was like, okay, what Carla, Carla was feeling cold and so on and felt this presence, even though she didn't know what it was at the time, she was nourished by the group. And they're just mentioning that if it wasn't for that mistake that they had at the beginning of the session, all would have been well because they have learned to live in love and light and not to neglect to remember the one infinite creator. I want to emphasize this, because there is a very important point here. We're always looking for protection. Now, I, let me say that I'm not uh, in any ways, a, or at least I don't claim to be any, anything that can give you some guidance in terms of how to protect yourself with negative entities. I honestly don't, I don't dwell too much into negative entities as means of doing harm to us. I, I think the greatest lesson that I learned and I continue to integrate in myself is that I am responsible for everything in my life. I don't project negative entities or positive entities for that matter. I do see the effect of the universe in negative and positive ways for me to discern my own self, if that makes sense. So, in other words, what I do is simply I I enjoy the creation for being what it is. I myself see everything as a projection of myself. It doesn't mean, of course, that my projection is true. It's just, it's my truth. (laughs) It's what I see. So, um, you see, to neglect to see the One Infinite Creator is to see separation. In one way or another, I think we're all poets here. We're all artists of this creation. We are creators. See, we're not manufacturers. We're not robots. We are creators, artists. And so each and one of us has a way to see the unity of things. First, you have to recognize it within yourself. You have to recognize and admit and say, this is how I see the beauty of creation. It could be magical, it could be fantastic, it could be scientific, it could be... uh, romantic it could be anything honestly it could be an infinite amount of ways in which we see unity first we have to come into terms with that and so whichever way we see it as long as there is unity and you're not fooling yourself with well there is unity and the good and the good and the positive but the bads are something that we need to keep you know at bay you see you only keep at bay those things that don't want to join you in your unity does that make sense Uh, that's what we perceive as um, deflecting negativity or um, rejecting negativity we're not rejecting it that energy is not ready to be integrated with the self I hope this makes sense because in my mind I see it so perfectly that energy is simply by its uh, default way in polarity, always going to reject the negative, uh, at least in consciousness, it's going to reject the positive until a certain point where there is no more rejection for it to merge itself with itself. So as long as we keep this, then there um, there is a state of being that doesn't see negatives as a sort of threat to us. Um, One way of seeing this, the way I see it, is that when we realize that everything is thought and like I said already, thought is the most powerful thing we have in the universe. So whatever we direct our thoughts and how we polarize our thought, that creates a huge a huge um, momentum. And so for example, when when you are so invested in this physical reality and you say, I am this body, and these are things that are affecting me in the environment and people and all of this. But when you go deep into yourself and you go into your thought processes and you see that actually what you're experiencing is your own thoughts projected to the external world. I mean, when you go deeply and honestly with yourself and you say, yes, I am in charge of the view of the world. I am in charge of this reality. Not this reality as a whole, you're sharing this reality with other creators, but this reality, this perceivable reality, that is me. Then you know that your thoughts are actually the ones creating everything. Now go deeper into the fact that even dreams are thoughts. So what is the difference between what we call the waking reality and the dreaming reality. None whatsoever. It is thoughts being projected in a field. In a field of time-space and in a field of space-time. But thought is really the the beginning of creation. And so uh, consciousness is able to perceive this thought as the miracle of creation. Well, anything that is a thought is part of the One Consciousness. You see, and so when you are focused and not neglect to remember the one infinite creator, what is the one infinite creator? Consciousness. Not a thought. Not a mind. It is consciousness. Awareness itself. That is the one infinite creator. And you are that. If you are that, then everything else that is a thought is a projection of yourself. I hope that makes sense. I would like to talk about this for hours, but we have a... Triple number coming up and that is question 22, session 62.22, Don says then it was a 5th density entity that made this particular attack on the instrument today, that was a question, I read it as a statement, but that was a question, we know already that it was a 5th density negative entity and Ross says this is correct, Don questions in 23. Isn't this unusual that a 5th density then would bother to do this rather than sending a 4th density servant, shall I say? Ra says, this is correct, nearly all positive channels and groups may be lessened in their positivity or render quite useless by what we may call the temptations offered by the 4th density negative thought forms. They may suggest many distortions towards specific information, towards the aggrandizement of the self towards the flowering of the organization in some political, social, or fiscal way." Oh, it's going to be awesome. Then Ra finishes and says, "...these distortions remove the focus from the one infinite source of love and light, of which we are all messengers, humble and knowing that we of ourselves are but the tiniest portion of the Creator, a small part of a magnificent entirety of infinite intelligence." How beautiful. Ah, oh, this is great. So let me go and give you the yin yang here. <laughs> uh, let's start with the negative. The Pfft. Sudan is asking, you know, if isn't it weird that they're sending a fifth density to attack us? Ross says, yes, this is very unusual. Nearly all positive channels and groups may be lessened in their positivity or render quite useless by, by the temptations offered by the four-density negative entities, basically. How? Well, I just laid the perfect foundation for all of this previously, and even for the next paragraph, which is the beautiful positive part, or just beautiful, I guess. Well, everything is beautiful, but... Um, the beautiful negative and the beautiful positive. <laughs> um, so... Um, First of all, we can see that the vast majority of positive channels can be lessened by simply throwing in these distortions towards the ego. Just put it that way. That's it. That's all you need to know. There is distortions towards ego and specific information. Specific information is something quite um, common in our era. I believe. I mean you be you be the judge of it. You have your own discernment. But I believe that a lot of the positive channels, they get a little three percent, maybe two percent, at most five percent, ten percent being very noticeable. Because you know, as we grow in consciousness, we're able to perceive and say, aha, this guy is sending me, you know, or selling me some negative information. I may be doing it myself listen, I'm no Buddha or Jesus, so I may be throwing in some negative stuff. Throw your own discernment there. So be always aware of anything that comes your way. And um, in this case, the specific information is something that is given by, say, by uh, 2030, we're going to have a solar flash. And it's going to happen, you know, this way. And... uh, People who are not ready are going to repeat their density. I've heard that, you know who I'm talking about. I don't need to mention it. Um, it's a, it's a little sad, but this is truly what's happening. That That's the negative, uh, negative stuff happening there. Specific information. This is going to happen at a specific date. Um, this person is going to commit this crime or this there's always specific information. You cannot speak specific about the future because the future is unknown and it is by default this way. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a, a experience. How could you have an experience when you know everything? If you can predict the future perfectly, would you want to live? I would think not. I think this is just the fear of the ego trying to predict the future as much as possible. And guess what? The one infinite creator has a surprise for you. Everything is unknown. That is the key of everything. That is the key of consciousness. Live in the unknown. Live in the void. Because the void has all the infinite potentials. So yeah, the ego, aggrandizement of the self towards the flowering of the organization in some political, social, or fiscal way. Uh, This is perfect because it does give us what I call the mafia effect. (laughs) Thousands of years ago, um, we of course started getting this negative philosophy. And in the negative philosophy, it was told, you can be the leader of this group, okay? Because they need you. This is how it starts. A positive being may say, you know what? These people need me. So I'm going to be their leader. So as soon as you become that, as soon as you become a leader, a guru, master of something, because you feel it. I mean, of course, we have gurus and masters and so on who are, they are not, um, they don't call themselves that. They're just, okay, they're just there, you know, people uh, ask them for their wisdom and they, they speak. So people, this is how we pedestalize people too, which is another issue that we have in our current society, in our current uh, collective consciousness, but um, that's okay, You you can even have leaders, that's fine. There are even very positive gurus out there who consider themselves leaders and that's fine, but that's the beginning. Then it goes into aggrandizing the self because once you're a leader, oh, you know, I have, I have wisdom. It's not wisdom, is here wisdom is obvious to everybody no i have the wisdom so i will continue to uh, help you And of course i need people to help me with this so i'm going to give them a little bit of knowledge not the true knowledge (laughs) like scientology Uh, no no you first have to work your ass off for years decades before you are known uh, or you're given the knowledge so this is how it starts building the mafia effect you know who who takes care of of whom and it keeps growing. Um, so, who are the monarchs? The monarchs are the first elite, right? The the, the elite that we know for tribal. Um, there's always the king, you know. In Viking era in uh, the English era in even in our tribes here in the Americas. There were some sort of uh, kings, or um, we call them caciques in in my language, at least. And, Venezuela, specifically um, Indian population there, caciques. So uh, these are the emperors, sort of thing. Why? Why them? What's so special about them? Well, like Alan Watts used to say, they are the um, the biggest crook in the bunch. They are the ones that beat the other crooks. So. The highest criminal always survives and says, I'm in charge. But this goes on, on to royalty and so on. And then it goes into governments. Now, because royalty became old-fashioned at a certain point, not too long ago, we still have some royals who are just seen as cute people. But they're still revered as some sort of something. I don't even know what it's, what it's seen in these people, other than human beings. But it goes on, you know, and this evolution goes. I'm talking about the negative polarization and the construction of the hierarchy in the Orion group. So on it goes to governments, governments become, of course, obvious that they are governing because how did a government come about? Well, the monarchs are always telling us what to do. No, we want to say what's best in our interest. So somebody said, you know what, the most Loyal thing we can do is allow the people to decide. And so we have governments. But (laughs) you can see how that corrupted. And now government is equal to monarchy. And so then we had dictators because governments didn't know how to talk about for people. So now we have dictators dictator was just like, all right, wait a minute. This is worse than the monarchy. (laughs) So now we just have the technocrats because the technocrats are the ones who know what we need. And so we have the enhancement of this elite who owns everything, because what's important in the world—wealth, money, resources—well, they are the ones that have the most, so they must know how to rule the world, right? Now we have technocrats, what we call the um, um, what it was. It has been stained by a long time already. The um, the new world order. Now the World Economic Forum calls it a different. I forgot the name, but it's something like uh the uh the global economy order i forgot they trust me this is there i just stopped caring about it but it is there they call it it, it, it's something like new order something new order it's just fantastic how people have been predicting this Um, not because they have channelings or anything just because you can read society but so This is what happens. Now, the technocrats, I mean, this is recent. I'm recording this in June, and the World Economic Forum got uh, together. And one of the topics, I have it written down here, it's just phenomenal, the dystopian language that they use. One of the topics that they had to discuss amongst these, you know, brilliant minds that own everything in the world, they said the dangers of letting the local get in the way of the global. I would like to pause for a minute of silence for all the the death in intellect that is um, promoted with this one phrase. Do not let the common people get in the way of those who have power. Is exactly what they're saying in terms of decision. So this is how it evolves. And it's a natural thing, just like an animal has evolved and you can you must allow it to evolve and be what it is. You just hey you create your distance to it and say, I do not consent to this. I do not belong to this. I specifically decide not to belong to this. But this is advancing. This is how it grows. And this all started with the idea of leadership, trying to help people. This is how in fifth density, I correct myself, in third density, Venus, Rasen that two Wanderers from, I think there were four, fifth density, they came to uh, incarnate in their uh, planetary sphere when it was 3rd density, and they ended up polarizing negatively because they said, oh, these people who are not represented by the, the Ra group, Ra was just a specific group of people who are very loving, cloyingly loving, apparently. We can see that still. <laughs> um, and so these Wanderers said, a couple, they said, well, there's a lot of population here that are not represented by these loving philosophical, you know, uh, hippies <laughs> of Ra. So we're going to give them what they, what they need. And so they wisely developed the structure and they polarized negatively to the point that they were harvested negatively in 4th density. And then they realized like, oh, we made a mistake. <laughs> Sorry. So that's how it happens. You want to lead people, you want to help people. And then your ego gets in the way and you are fed by the negative entities to become more powerful and more powerful and so on. Did I read the rest? Um, No. So the last part, which is what I promise I would say is when Ross says, these distortions remove the focus from the one infinite source of love and light. Yes, it does of which we are all messengers humble and knowing that we of ourselves are but the tiniest portion of the creator a small part parts of a magnificent entirety of infinite intelligence so i said that i laid down the foundation for this and um i did when talking about thoughts and that everything that exists that we can um, that we can perceive is an illusion an illusion created of thoughts but created by the one infinite creator which in my teachings i call consciousness simply consciousness because consciousness is neither positive nor negative has no quality it is pure awareness and so when you go back to the essence of your beingness this pure consciousness and you perceive everything, then you see that even those of Ra are simple messengers of this one infinite creator. You see, uh, this one infinite source of love is just one way of um, coloring the one infinite creator. One infinite creator to me sounds very neutral, is that void, that plenum that actually Ra likes to call it, not void, but plenum, where everything is but nothing is specific. There's no objective reality there. It's just full potential. So one infinite source of love becomes removed. You are, once your source is removed, then all that is left is the shell, the illusion, and you start aggrandizing this. However, when you recognize your own self, then you see that what you think you are is the tiniest portion of the creator, even in thought, even in action you're still one single tiny infinitesimal parts of the one creator yet you're everything ah oh, this is so beautiful i can go on for hours but as always mindful of this hour i'm going to finish the session and in question 24 don says is there something that the instrument could do or we could do for the instrument to eliminate the problem she has as she continually experiences the cold feeling of these attacks. Ra says simply, yes. Don says, would you tell me what we could do? Ra says, you could cease in your attempts to be channels for the love and the light of the one (laughs) infant creator. Uh, Well, that's an option. Don says, have I missed anything now that we can do at all to aid the instrument during, before or after a session or at any time? Ra says the love and devotion of this group misses nothing. Be at peace. There is some toll for this work. This instrument embraces this or we could not speak. Rest then in that peace and love and do as you will, as you wish, as you feel. Let there be an end to worry when when this is accomplished. The great healer of distortions is love. Ooh, beautiful. Ah, magnificent actually. So, um, let's go back. Okay, so is there something we can do? Yes. What we can do is ceasing, stop doing. I mean, rise being very blunt and specific. I mean, yes, you can completely avoid all of this by stopping the work. Obviously, they didn't want to. They had a huge interest in continuing this. Carla, Jim, and Dunn. I mean, it's impressive to think that Carla. Learned about her possibly possible death, and she said, "Like, yeah, let's keep going." I mean, think about the determination in Carla for this. It's just like complete devotion. That's how she was. Uh, I mean, Don was completely devoted to this too, and Jim as well. So, this is what Ross trying to point out. Like, look at yourselves. Look at the purity of your intentions. Uh, bask in that. Enjoy that. And let the worry, you know, they're being very poetic here when they say, you know, let there be an end to worry when this is accomplished. Oh, beautiful. Let there be an end to this worry. I think we should always keep this in mind. Let there be an end to our worries, knowing that our purest intention is to seek the one. And that one is to be sought after. <sighs> I love Ra. The great healer of distortions is love. Um, I do want to mention that they say that the love and devotion of this group misses nothing. Uh, There's a part where they say that there is some toll to this work, obviously, and that Carla was very much aware of this and she embraced this. She was willing to go through this process. So relax, brother, you're doing everything fine. All right, so a little change in topic here this is a statement from Don that I would read and then uh, Ra would say that this is precisely correct, so keep that in mind as I read. Don says, I have a question that I couldn't properly answer last night. It was asked by Morris. It has to do with the vibrations of the densities. I understand that first density is composed of core atomic vibrations that are in the red spectrum, second in the orange, etc. Am I to understand that the core vibrations of our planet are still in the red and that second density beings are still in the orange at this time space or space-time right now and that each density as it exists on our planet at this time has a different core vibration? Or is this incorrect? Ra says this is precisely correct. I'm sorry, I didn't put it in. I'll put it once I'm down here. But let me show it. Okay. I don't know. I just I want to show you. Process. this is precisely correct, in question 27. So, let me give a little bit of um, summary. We have the background for this already, but the summary of this question or statement by Don is the following. We are light, light, light love. Light love is being, you know, it's dancing by the music that is played from the logos, from our sun, okay? So there is music and light dances it. Now there are different uh, spectrum of, or spectra of this music. And one of them being red, orange, yellow, so on, all the densities of consciousness. So the core atomic vibrations that Don is talking about here is light vibrating. There is a vibration in red, which is the material stuff that we have, well, the four elements and so on. This is the foundation. This is the root of our beingness. It is matter as we know it for the physical illusion that we enjoy right now. Um, there are invisible parts to this, but I don't. I don't want to get into this. This is just the the, the movement between time, space, and space time. Actually, the chaotic space uh, time space that gives rise to space time. If that makes sense. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to make this too long <clears throat> because the question is really not relevant for this, but yeah, uh, there is um, there is this vibration. Let's just put it this way. There is a vibration in red, and that vibration goes um, to push basically the evolution of consciousness into second density, orange ray, and so on. So um, these we see manifested as matter, animals, plants, than humans, then for density, which we don't have names. We have plenty of names for it. But if I say one name, I don't want to categorize them, which is fourth, fifth, sixth density. And so um, Don's question is if the core vibrations of the planets are red, orange, and yellow, right? Each density exists as it exists in our planet at this time has a different core vibration. Um, Yes, that is correct. I would further say that um, it's not like we are vibrating in 3rd density only. Our consciousness is for sure vibrating in 3rd density. However, we are made of 1st and 2nd density. We have a 2nd density vehicle and it's made of 1st density elements. So, that's, um, that's how it rolls we are made of three elements right now and we are obviously feeding ourselves with four density uh, vibrations, which is already active and it's making the whole evolution happen in mind and body, and of course, through the spirit. So it's just just a little summary. I mean, Don took a turn here in question 28, he says, then as the four density vibrations come in, this means that the planet can support entities of four density core vibration. Will the planet then still be first density core vibration? And will there be a second density entities? I correct myself. And will there be second density entities on it with second density vibrations? And will there be third density entities with third density vibrations? Um, Russ says, this will be the last full query of this working There is energy, but the distortion of the instrument suggests to us it would be well to shorten this working with your permission. Don says, yes, meaning, yes, give you permission, continue. And Ross says, you must see the Earth as you call it as being seven Earths. There is red, orange, yellow, and there will be soon or there will soon be a completed green color vibratory locus for fourth density entities, which they will call Earth. During the fourth density experience, due to the lack of development of four density entities, the third density planetary sphere is not useful for habitation, since the Earth since the early four density entity will not know precisely how to maintain the illusion that four density density cannot be seen or determined from any instrumentation available to any third density. Thus, in fourth density, the red, orange, and green energy nexi of your planet will be activated, while the yellow is in potentiation, along with potentiation, along with the blue and the indigo. All right. So this is very mechanistic metaphysics. Uh, remember, Don's question was about um, if we would have all first, second, third, and fourth density core vibrations active during the um, the 4th Density experience, so after the harvest. Now Ra explains that actually, let me give you my explanation and then we can reread it. Um, once we go through the process, like 3rd Density would stop being a a music for us to dance. For a period of time, as the four-density entities grow accustomed to this, uh, to the, this this new vibration of green ray, then they would want to become more of a physical vehicle that is in accordance with this, um, with this density of consciousness. So their consciousness will actually shape their body into, of course, something lighter. But there is a time in which this is going to unfold and things are going to manifest. During that time, third density will be, let's say, off. It would be shut down. No, it would be in potentiation, as Ross says, not in activation. Right now we are in activation. And um, during this time, then, yes, first, second, fourth, First, second, and fourth, during this early time of four-density consciousness, they will be um, active, in activation. So, yes, there will be animals and plants still, of course. It's just that humans will stop being humans and become more four-density. As we grow used to this, then there will be the activation of the light body. Ever heard of that? Sure you have. So the activation of the light body is a process, a lengthy process in which we're going through right now. These are the beginning stages. We are pioneers of this light activation body, light body activation. So um, this is as we get used to our new home in 4th density and then 3rd density can become active again so we can enjoy this time. Now, speaking of the Orion group, there is a theory that I heard from Scott Mandelker, somebody who I always encourage to go listen to if you want to go deeper into the raw material. He has done the same thing I am doing right now, which is going through all sessions. Scott Mandelker, you should know about him. I highly appreciate his work. Links in the description. And I am mentioning him because he said something that rings true to me and is that there is this need for leaving the planet right now. I mean, we can see it with Elon Musk and going colonize Mars because the negative entities, no, I'm not saying that Elon Musk is negative, but could be obviously uh, following this agenda for one reason or another, I don't know. Um, And then they're going to colonize another planet because third density will become uninhabitable for third density. How does that happen? I don't know. Maybe the environment would be toxic for third density, for the chemical body. I'm just making things up, but Ra says so. And it does make sense that people want to go, humans would want to go to another planet. So while they wait basically third density to be reactivated, then they can come back as a sort of uh, messiah. I don't know how that would work. If that would depolarize them, if that would even be acceptable by their masters in 4-density negative, I'm not sure. But that is a very compelling theory, and I like it. You know, it does make sense, which means that there's still work to be done here on planet Earth. So this, this solar system has so much more potential. <laughs> Anyhow, so this is what's happening. So I promise I would just reread what Ross says, and this is what they say again. You must see Earth as you call it as being seven Earths. Of course, it has, just like we have seven chakras, The Earth has seven chakras, or seven energy centers. These energy centers are being activated. First, second, third, now fourth, and fifth and sixth are in potentiation. This is what they say at the end, and I'll highlight it again. There is red, orange, yellow, and there will soon be a completed green color vibratory locus for four density entities, which they will call Earth. So there will be music for the four-density entity to dance on planet Earth soon as we go through this process. During the four-density experience, due to the lack of development of four-density entities, the third-density planetary sphere is not useful for habitation since the early four-density entity will not know precisely how to maintain the illusion that four-density cannot be seen or determined from any instrumentation available to any third-density. So as four-density entities become more in tune with their own vibration and become more aware of their presence, then they can um, become invisible, disguise themselves from third density, and not leave any trace so as to not infringe upon uh, third density evolution. Finally, say that in fourth density, the red-orange, the beginnings of fourth density, uh, red, orange and green energy nextci will be activated while yellow is in potentiation along with the blue and indigo. So blue and indigo because we haven't developed yet that yet. Um, and yeah blue and indigo will be in potentiation as well as uh, yellow, third density. So third, fifth and sixth will be in potentiation. Well first, second and third or red, orange and green will be in activation until such time as for density positive entities can actually get used to their gig here on planet Earth and disguise themselves from their density future humans end of session 62 we got to the end um, conclusions right away we talked about a couple of things that I think are important. The negatives and the positives seen from the eyes of the one infinite creator. It's very easy to see the negative polarization here on planet Earth. And at the same time, by contrast, we can see the positive work, potential work, that can be done here to simply become more unified, because, say for example, I take myself as an example. I was completely indifferent. I belonged to this. I was negative I was never negative. Uh, at least I never followed the corporate corporation. I I always despised it. I always had something against it. I mean, since I was probably twenty, in my mid twenties, I became this um, this complete hermit of society because <laughs> I just didn't like. Uh, the way things were. Um, I recently saw a video, a seminar, I gave for two hours. This is when I was, what, 20, 27 or so, on the Zeitgeist Movement. Some of you might know. If you do know about the Zeitgeist Movement, leave me a comment because I'm interested. This was something I was interested back then, 2010, 2008, 2009. and it was a long seminar talking about the um, the destruction basically of the planet and how we can have a resource-based economy and all of this stuff. Ah, uh, Jack Fresco, Project Venus or the Venus Project. And it was just it was an error <laughs> in my life. So, but I was indifferent. I was indifferent to all of this unity and even though you can see, I mean, even from my old, I can see myself just. Um, Again, I, I, I recorded videos for this documentary, Life in a Day. I did it again in 2020. Uh, but in 2010, I recorded a video. And there's a part where I just say something about... And I had no idea about spirituality. But I just said, we're all one in this planet. Uh, but I honestly just didn't feel... Like, the way I feel it now, spiritually, let's call it, consciously, I just didn't feel it. So... Seen from that perspective, I can see all the work that I can do by simply merging, you know, with this view of the world, with um, talking, because that's what I love doing. People love painting, writing poetry, uh, or talking, just like me. A lot of people like talking, so this is what we can do. You know, express not from a from a point of lack, but from a point of abundance. You have so much you want to talk about that I, I'm closing on the hour and a half here, and I just enjoy it. Um, So is this positive work? Possibly. I don't know. I just love doing it. And if you love doing it, then it's positive work, I guess. So this is something that we can um, analyze in ourselves, and we can see how all the negative stuff that we have been perceiving can be transmuted into something positive because we can see it works as a background for ourselves. So, there's so much to say about this, but uh, remember, it's just that recognition of yourself. From, from that point, no matter what you do, if you do it with love, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are, what you do. As long as you do it with uh, a core of love, everything will be fine. Anyhow, that's my um, very short conclusion of this video. Exploring the negative and looking at the positive of simply seeing the one infinite creator in everything. Consciousness as the basis for reality. That's, I think, the greater lesson. End of this video. End of this session. Thank you so much for being there. I appreciate you. It's a way of being very formal, saying I love you. Because I'm so glad you have been with me for 62 sessions. Keep it going. I think I'm almost at a... Two-thirds of this whole material, I'll continue going as long as I have a voice and enough electricity to record a computer and everything. Thank you again. I'll see you in session 63.